Welcome to the Foodist Life podcast with me, Jambo, and me, Steph. So this week we are talking about is obesity healthy? Um, and then we're going to go into a bit more in depth about um, obviously the impacts that it has on what well, society has on obesity. Uh, and also we're going to go into a little bit of detail on uh, branching the gap between um, sort of maybe feeling like you can't haven't got a place in the health and fitness industry and how we can help it's definitely a sensitive slash passionate passionate subject and i'm excited to get into the nitty-gritty of all this because i think it's a message that needs to be spoken about loud and clear it's a hard topic but that is what we're here for jambo i say absolutely yeah so a little bit of background where this has stemmed from this conversation is cosmopolitan magazine put up a cover of a few different ladies that are in the category of obese and they literally put on the bottom of that picture this is healthy with those words and that screamed out to me um as no this this is not a good message to be sending so so my point and my passionate message behind this is look we're here food is life jumbo professional fitness professionals are here to accept all shapes and body sizes like we're here to say look curves are sexy we're not saying that we don't accept and love every single female that is every different body size and shape in this and male. world and male okay we'll go males too it's only because the it was females on the cover yeah. by the way um but in the same breath obesity having excess body fat carrying excess fat around is not healthy like that's just the science that is fact we know that excess body fat leads to higher chance of heart disease cardiovascular health um diabetes etc that's my point of view um jumbo okay so uh, i think when you posted this on your instagram i think it was misconstrued quite quickly because i think the subject is very very sensitive and i think what we're saying here is i think with the cosmopolitan magazine people were seeing the side of that they're trying to promote that everyone it you know fitness and health is for everyone all shapes and sizes um and i think neither of us are disagreeing with that at all i think what cosmopolitan was almost with the headline it was almost uh there was obviously a, a woman who was slightly obese it was almost indicating that it's or accepting that being obese is healthy, which scientifically has been proven, medically has been proven, isn't correct. So my thoughts on, on obviously the, the magazine, and uh, I'd like to address less of the magazine because I haven't read the article, so I can't, I can't quote from the article. But I guess the question is, is uh, obesity healthy? And it's not. And it's, uh, and it's black and white. But that's no no way in shape or form ever fat shaming anyone or is it nor sort of taking what I think is quite a, a huge problem in our society and taking it lightly, nor do I think it's uh, simple at all. Uh, actually, with this podcast, we discussed maybe doing one before and I wanted to go away and really think about what we were doing, what we were saying. So, yeah, for me, I think it's a very complex issue. Yeah, I totally agree. And there's obviously a lot of confusion and there's a lot, there's a lot to this layer of onion of obesity, isn't there? Because you get the factual side, which we're discussing now, 
um, and you also get the emotional side of mm -hmm. obesity. And I think, I know we're not discussing necessarily the Cosmo magazine today, but when I put the post out on social media, I put, I said, was saying that excess body fat is not healthy, but then people were individuals were commenting on the post with a very emotional, in my opinion, a very emotional, um, Reaction. response yeah. which yeah which is absolutely great because we want people to show what they feel and say how they feel um but it's i think another thing i also want to discuss today and again a sensitive subject but if we can't talk about the hard sensitive subjects then honestly what's the point in us doing this like that's what we're here for um is is this sensitivity and the emotional response around obesity because some individuals are not ready to hear the facts of the other side of the equation of how we know medically obesity mm -hmm. isn't healthy so yeah yeah um and just one thing i wanted to add to uh this sort of whole equation is when we sit here and we're talking about obesity isn't healthy um, i think we're just looking at one side of the spectrum actually after we discussed the podcast i went away and i had a look at the other side of it so people that are horribly lean go on, on. sorry also and and that's where i don't want us to only focus on that we're focused on both sides of the scale neither is healthy um and we can't then talk about obesity without talking about the other side of it yeah and i would say in response to that from my professional point of view in my expertise the reason i don't discuss underweight and that being unhealthy whereas i obviously i do discuss the obesity side is because i personally work with people with excess body fat like my job is not to help people that are underweight severely underweight um with those health problems because i don't know the science behind that that's not mm -hmm. my area of expertise so i would be doing them those individuals a disservice if i spoke about that and spoke about and tried to help them but with that being said you make a very valid point that it is just as unhealthy. And again, the science is there to show that. Yeah. Like, I guess off the back of your post, potentially people saw just addressing one side of it. And that's not to say that we don't discuss actually the other side of it in itself. It was just because of the post, it triggered the conversation. But one thing I will say about obesity, and I can talk on personal experience here, because I actually grew up in a household uh, where someone was severely obese. Uh, I had family members that were severely obese and they had um, gastric uh, bypass, bypass, gastric bypass. Yeah, gastric band. Gastric band. I think what needs to be addressed when we talk about things like obesity, and I think this is where it comes to the emotional response. I feel like you only ever, and if you look at both sides of the scale, so if you're looking at someone who's severely underweight, you don't look at someone severely underweight and going, they're just not eating enough. That's the only issue here that we can see mm. is that they're not eating enough. Usually when you see someone who's severely underweight, you'll say they probably have got an underlying health, mental health issue and it's attached to that. Have they got anorexia? Like, are, are we, are we mm. address that more than we... It's the same if someone had a, a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction. We'd be looking at those things and going, it's not just because they're drinking too much alcohol. It's not just because they're taking too many drugs. It's not because they're severely underweight. We're talking about the more the mental health side of it and there's a reason why those triggers are in place so that they are it's it's substance abuse or lack of substance abuse in one case so i guess when i look at the obesity issue and i look at my personal experience in the household that i was growing up with with somebody who was uh, severely obese is that 
it wasn't the fact that we had a surplus of food and we were gluttonous because I lived on the breadline and sometimes it was hard to put a meal on the table. What I was seeing growing up was somebody who was really battling with their own demons and was using food as a replacement to instead of facing their problems. And I think it's a harsh reality. And I think a lot of people who are um, fairly overweight probably have some mental health issues that they potentially don't want to address now because it's very sensitive uh, and don't want to face the reality. But I feel that that's maybe in the high 90% of the time, the reason there's somebody with any sort of substance abuse, any sort, there's usually a trigger, a trauma, a factor, and that's what's never discussed. So when when people are, uh, we talk about obesity and people think we're fat shaming or we're calling it out, I feel like we should be more sensitive to the fact that the reason that people are in this position isn't because they're gluttonous and they have too much food and they've got surplus of, and they've got to eat everything in the fridge. Usually there's a, another driving factor behind it. I think that is such a good point. Very good. Um, I think like i want to i want to hone in on this point again because like you say if someone's underweight we are like oh something's something's up in their head mm-hmm. whereas someone that's overweight we don't give them the same justice i mm-hmm. guess is the word and it's Why? it's, it's fat, yeah it's fat shaming i think that's it's the i guess it's um a part of the culture that was happening in a society and that's why i i was keen to do this podcast because I don't feel like there is fat shaming in such as, or particularly us or in the health industry, there's no, there's, there is no fat shaming at all. Um, mm. But I feel like in society, and that's potentially why people get on the back foot when we talk about these sort of subjects is because as a society and, and people that maybe have less understanding of the situations do fat shame. Cause we don't, we think about obesity. We don't think mental health. What's the the factors we think, that the person's just eating too much rather than, you know, actually trying to understand mm. the root cause. Yeah. But we, like we see obesity almost as lazy and people being inactive and not caring about themselves. Whereas yeah. we don't, we don't associate that with someone that's severely underweight. We're like, Oh, poor them. Like they've clearly they, got an issue going on. Like they're weak. They're whatever. Yeah. You, yeah. You kind of almost have sympathy for the person who's underweight and then almost like a, I don't know what the right terms, but almost like you're almost indicating that they're lazy mm. when they're both yeah. battling the same problem. But is this just a societal acceptance that we haven't got round to accepting that obesity is? Uh, we haven't got round to accepting that obesity is a thing. Like, there's no doubt about that, is there? But is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Should we be accepting it? But then we don't necessarily accept underweight either. Yeah. It's and, just more and, of a... And I think this is, again, I think we briefly touched on this, and I think it's really important to um, uh, be clear and not to relay the, the wrong message when we just discuss this, because it is very sensitive. But in society, um, we, don't, we don't accommodate or we don't accept uh, drug abuse. We don't accept alcohol abuse. And to an extent, if we saw someone who's severely anorexic, we wouldn't, you wouldn't sit there and go, this is fine. Like it's their choice. You'd want to help that person. You would want to reach out. And I think obesity falls in that same category. And we need to, as, as people and as a society to, to reach out to these people and there should be more support than just 
get down the gym, eat less, because that's nonsense. Um, it needs to be the, the same approach if a person was severely underweight or somebody who was a, a drug addict or an alcoholic. Yeah, and I can't speak for alcoholics or drug um, help, but I know within the NHS, for example, so if an obese individual goes to a doctor, they might get referred to a dietitian. But that obese person, because one of my very good friends is a dietitian, she only would see an obese, like any, she'd only see any of her clients once every few months. Yeah. For any individual trying to change their weight, whether that's mm. up, down, sideways, seeing, seeing a health professional once every, let's say, two months even is not enough. It's no. not enough to support someone and encourage them to make healthier decisions you know yeah so so i look at um just for example i look at my mum so my mum was the person who's who's quite quite overweight she had um five kids so um she got to a state where she was very overweight now no i'm not blaming kids for her being overweight but when i look at her journey um i think uh, like you said she had no support um so she was trying to do things back in a time before we had like my fitness power and we have all the content and information we have now. Um, but she was going to what was called weight watchers back then. Um, but it, it, it never really, I guess, addressed the problem or the issues she actually had. It was almost like a, a mask. And I always feel like if it was the other way around and she was fully anorexic, how would the approach be different? She was almost sort of left to her own devices and she was battling a lot of things in her personal life. Um, she had, um, you know, alcohol dependencies and she had a family of five, six that she couldn't feed, for example. You know, these are problems that the real life problems that do tend to trigger these things. Um, so if she was anorexic or uh, she was severely underweight and she had the same problem, would the approach be completely different? I think it would. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to say, I just, I think it is very interesting that uh, when we discuss these things, I think I've, I've had discussions with friends actually uh, who get very passionate because they, we want to come up in a culture now where we're not, we're not shaming anyone. We're not fat shaming anyone. We're not homophobic. We're not racist. We're not judging people. And that's a society we want to become more accepting and more liberal. And fat shaming is an interesting one because nobody, I, I don't fat shame anyone. I, I'm chunky like I know I am I could always be healthier I could be healthier um but the, the science of obesity is there and we can't we can't ignore the science or the medical science that's there that proves um can we as a society uh approach things differently and almost get rid of this fat shaming label because it is fat shaming and that's why things are we view people differently for this yeah, but I, th I think this is also one of my issues with the cosmo magazine for as an example like there's other people other companies that have done it too like nike did their plus size mannequin models that's another reference of the same aspect um we've had the society where skinny was better looking you're sexier as a skinny person like having no body fat basically at all having no hips or curves as a woman Whereas now it seems that society is going to the other extreme to try and like balance that out and being like, okay, also having excess body fat is also healthy. It's also, so it's, 
like both of them are not good like we need to find the balance in between the two but i don't know will society ever get to that stage that's the million dollar question yeah it's difficult and i think i think this is what's happening at the moment is there's such a there's been such disparity between what's right and wrong for a while that we're overcompensating a little bit um instead of just looking at the hard facts truths yeah if you drink too much or you do too many drugs or you don't eat enough or you do eat too much like we know as society that that's facts that we know that we've got we're in an age where medical science is top notch and we know the impacts that it has on our health should we be uh laughing at people in the gym because they're overweight absolutely not and nobody does that should we uh plus size people not be models for um plus size clothing in the gym gym range say no because there are people of all shapes and sizes i think it's just the indication that being severely overweight and there's a difference between um like i guess like stuff like body confidence and this is where the rabbit hole comes down and this is why it's a very sensitive subject you should never be ashamed of who you are or what you look like you know you know be undeniably you but the 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 cold hard facts are that obesity isn't healthy and also the reality is that we live in a society where a lot of people individuals are obese so like the plus size mannequins for example we need those plus size mannequins that are promoting a fitness range and fitness clothing because we want those obese individuals that are carrying excess fat to be more active to get healthier via more movement more steps get into the gym if they want to if we don't accept that then how are we ever going to find as i said getting back to that medium range or Mm -hmm. in between the overweight and underweight yeah so we've got to look at the harsh reality as well like it's not we're not saying don't have plus size mannequins don't show these that obese people are here because we know there are obese Mm -hmm. people in our world and if we're going to help them we need to one make sure that we are treating them with the same love and respect that we treat any other individual Mm -hmm. which i hope most people do at least listen to this podcast um but it's also giving the hard truths of making sure we say obesity is not metabolically physically healthy yeah no, 100%. And, ho- and hoping that people see that as motivation and inspiration to reduce the body fat to make sure that basically they can stay living on this earth for longer. Yeah. And, and happier. I, I guess a couple of points I have is firstly, when we talk about um, people that are <laughs> obese and how they should try and live a healthier lifestyle as such, it's not, we're not telling them to get down to 10% body fat. We're not telling them to look ripped, not trying to make them all of a sudden like, that's where you need to be. That's what, that's what is health because health comes in different shapes and sizes. And I think you discussed this in your video. I think what we're trying to indicate is that to be that overweight is, is unhealthy. And it's the same if they were underweight as well. The second point I had, and I, un- I, can, I can understand that we, we did a podcast on this before, the, the gym anxiety side of it. And I think a lot of overweight people are very worried almost of they build up the expectation that people are going to judge them for being in the gym. Now, 
I 110% can almost guarantee that 99.9% of the population in the gym have never even looked at someone being overweight and judged them. I personally never judge anyone on, uh, firstly, their ability, uh, never on their fitness, their weight. I never judge them on that. It's just the effort they put in when they come to the gym. That's the only thing you can measure. That's the only thing that's constant through every single gym member because every gym member's got different strength, different abilities, different skills. People can have 10 years experience. Some people can have 10 minutes experience. And the only measurable thing is the amount of effort you put into the gym. So I was going to say, this like, is really interesting you talk about the gym in that way because I think as a whole fitness industry in the umbrella of it, is it accepting enough of people outside of the normal curve? I do not think it is at the moment. So another example is Gymshark. If you take them as a brand, and this is just one out of many, 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 mm-hmm. just the one I can think of right now, is most of their models that they put on Instagram, that they put in magazines, are stick-thin individuals. They're men with lots of muscle, more muscle than way any average man would have. Yeah. Women have six packs they have big boobs they have big bums they have very tiny waists so what message are we sending as a fitness industry because Gymshark for example is a massive brand with a massive influence that has a lot of impact on the message that they send to people outside of the fitness industry in my opinion so people that let's say are obese how are they then going to feel welcome to come into a gym because People in a gym environment, right? Let's say the majority of them are active, they're healthy, they look after their weight, their diet already because they might have been in the gym for like 10 years. So yeah, they're in a different place to someone that's just starting out in the gym. But are we welcoming them in, in the way we should? Like, no, I don't think we are. So we've now gone to the spectrum of, look, we've got the gym shark who are giving out the stick thin individuals and then we've got the cosmo that are trying to counterbalance that with obesity is healthy no why are we not just advertising normal people and yeah they might not be the what we what society deem as the prettiest the sexiest the healthiest but normal people like you me anyone listening to this podcast we are normal people that they should be trying to get into the gyms and get yeah. into um more cooking online and I don't know any health related yeah I guess uh just it's a very interesting point and I I think this is where we have to almost look at and address um almost what happened what happens in the marketing world so I if I think if you looked at the gym I work at anyway um and I've worked at a couple and I've always felt this that um I don't think there's one size fits all that like gym member. There's not anyone that I go like, oh, they're a gym member because everyone comes in all different shapes and sizes and, and there's, there's never any judgment and there's never any um, like almost like elitist in the gym. It's just, everyone's the same. You walk into that gym, egos left at the door. You're all there to work hard and effort is the measure of what someone does in the gym. There can be the fittest looking bloke in the world who could be on men's health, but if he's in there on his phone texting, he gets it will probably get banter from someone who will get ripped but having said that i think the issue is with the marketing is they've created almost like this elitist culture but there's not one there's not a culture there when you're actually at ground level when you walk through the doors there's not that there 
because yeah, I, I think it has been created um, by marketing. Um, but when you actually step into a gym, and, I, and this is why I kind of like, it's very difficult because, like you said, I guess like things like marketing and sales is the gateway to things like this. Now you see models, you see clothes that you want to wear and it's, it doesn't fit in with who you are or what you look like. And all of a sudden you feel um, excluded from the, the brand that is fitness, I guess. Um, and, and, and it is toxic and we're going from one extreme and now we're kind of going to the other extreme where it is for everyone, including obese people. Um, but yeah, I, th I feel like we have created almost like a, and marketing people are very clever because Gymshark created a well, part of something that created a culture where people had to look like a certain way. That's what fitness was. Men had to be ripped, six packs, muscular, you know, had to have big chests and delts and whatever. And females had to be slender, like, you know, nice sculpted abs, this, that, and the other. And then all of a sudden there was a part of the culture that had been created by all fitness brands. And then they realized that actually society, we woken up a little bit and now they're going the other side of it and going, Oh, actually we're really inclusive as well. So we're going to put people at the other extreme and really show that we can cater for all. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's a very, it's, it's a difficult message to they're sending out because they're trying to sell products. They're not actually looking out what's best for you as a person. And I don't think the people that really care about health and fitness think the way that marketing brands do. In fact, I think the marketing brands put a really big bad label on what people in the fitness industry think or health industry anyway, because I think that the normal people, the normal people on the ground floor, personal trainers, your coaches, your nutritionists, they, they see the real people, they understand the struggle, whereas that is just an image that's like projected into our minds. Yeah, and also, though, from the consumer point of view, we also don't help because we have an image in our mind and whether we've been, we've formed this image because of what we've been shown over and over, we are more likely to buy, and this is surely just marketing, like, mm -hmm. knowledge, we're more likely to buy something that we're attracted to. Now, we're more attracted to people that, let's say, are looking fit, looking healthy, got nice skin um like their bone shape their face is a certain shape because that's what the models um have been mm -hmm. into like that's the shape that we think is sexy and think mm -hmm. is so we as consumers are more likely to buy x magazine rather than a magazine that's got a lady on it with i don't know you know that's not this like me and you yeah, yeah fluffy, normal people right yeah but that so we as consumers don't help that situation but then it's a vicious circle isn't it because yeah it's the consumer's fault but then it's also the marketing's fault and we need to get out of this vicious cycle because yeah. a lot of people and i know we keep going back to the gym but it's an easy example and we have done a podcast on the gym anxiety but stepping into the gym is a massive massive issue for so many individuals and but even getting into the gym like i've been there like you jumbo might have a slightly different view on it because obviously you work in a gym but you do get the the men in the weights section that are like you think they're boisterous and you think they're mm. not going to accept you and they're going to look at you and judge you but the reality is they don't but then is it enough for us to keep saying nobody cares what you're doing in the gym yeah 
we but need it to be a bigger but this is why it's important i think uh and this isn't me trying to promote myself or promote steph but this is why it's important to maybe have the gateway between people who have the experience because in say if you were doing nutrition you wanted to just get to yourself to a healthier point in your life and i'm not now going to sit here and say fat loss and weight loss because that's not what it is and I, I it's it's more to be healthy um and this and this is why it's important to have somebody who can lead you through the journey they've been through because steph you failed a thousand times i failed a thousand times and that's how we learn we learn the ins and outs and we've talked about this before where we've done the juice diet chicken broccoli and rice you know I've gone to the gym and made the same mistakes where I think men really care what I think in the weights area. And I want to lift as heavy as possible. And I should be as strong as that person over there. Um, and we've learned the hard way almost we've done the hard yards for you so that then when it comes to you, you can turn to us and there's no egos and we can say, yeah, don't worry about it. No, I felt that way. I completely understand. Let me take you through this journey and we can avoid all the mistakes that I've made previously, wherever I thought about, um, like I couldn't get myself into the gym because I felt really insecure what people were judging. But have somebody there, somebody who's made those mistakes. Or if you're trying to get a little bit healthy and you think you know the right thing, but you keep making those mistakes over and over, then it's, that's why it's important to have somebody there, Steph, to say, I've done the juice diet. It's nonsense. I've, I've, I've gone low carb, silly. I've done intermittent fasting. You know, So that's what I think why we're here why we do what we do why we do the podcast why we're passionate about it not because we're here to fat shame people we're not we actually want to help we want to be the between what you see in the marketing and what you think fitness is and health is and have a better understanding of what actually is by utilizing us as people to say oh just because i saw a meme where i need to do keto to lose 50 pounds in a week or I need to go to the gym and I need to do, I don't know, reverse double crunch Bulgarian split jumps. Right, we're the people that are here to to prevent you getting lost in the world where you think there is no corner to turn. I don't fit in. We help you come into the environment and come to the arena. Yeah, and there'll still be people that sit here, most people that listen to this podcast that will still not reach out. And I firmly believe, I talked about this the other day, is if you have a problem with your boiler, you will go and employ a plumber. You'll pay a plumber. If you have a problem with your hamstring, you will go and pay a physio. Mm -hmm. If you have a problem with a headache or maybe a severe headache, you'll go and see a doctor. But because we eat every day and we're predisposed naturally to move and be active. active yeah. We think as humans that we should be able to do this on our own. Yeah. And people that need to lose weight or people that want to get healthier or get fitter, they try and do it on their own. And they're like, it's almost seen as a weakness that you employ a professional, like a nutritionist, you join the lean bean course, you go and employ a PT we see that as a weakness, but yeah. why? Like, why have we got again into that message? It, How has that happened? It's very interesting. I again, I Joe, I think this is almost like a marketing ploy by the fitness companies that you know these magazines where it says, you know, get uh, rock hard abs in six weeks and 
lose 50 pounds in five weeks it's almost like it's so easy easy to attain you should know what you're doing you should be able to like do this yourself like come on it's easy and and then we think that that's the kind of culture we should be in when it's not it's a complex journey and i've made so many mistakes in my 10 11 years doing this now i still make mistakes even like until like last year i used to care a lot about what what weight i was moving in the gym because i had an image because i was fitness that i should be really strong as strong as that geezer over there you know that girl over there i should be able to squat more than her and it wasn't until the last year that i kind of let it go a little bit and accepted that there's always going to be people that are you know leaner than you stronger than you faster more intelligent you know and you have to just accept that you're a part of this this journey part of the jigsaw as well that you have a place whether it's you don't want to go to the gym at all but you want to be healthier so you have got a place in society in the and the nutrition and i don't want to call it almost like the diet culture because it's not a diet culture it's a mm. lifestyle culture what we're talking about here so you know jumping on the lean bean course you have got a place there you have yeah and it's also i know we're going a little bit off tangent but it is like you're talking about jambo is accepting yourself for who you are right now like yes you might not be as lean as you want to be you might not have reached your goals but in other areas of your life you're a great mom you're a great dad you absolutely rock your job like those people that you see in the gym that are leaner than you where you want to be they've spent more time there you've spent more time as a parent you spent more time in your job they wouldn't be able to do that as well as you and it's realizing that you excel in so many other areas of your life, maybe not the health and fitness yet, but, but you haven't prioritized that. You yeah. haven't focused on that. Whereas the people you're comparing yourself to have focused on that for the last 10 years. That's why yeah. they're in a different place. It's really funny you say that because I know for a fact that a couple of people will look at other people and be jealous of what they have. And it's really interesting. It's always like the grass is always greener. Like, okay, you might think that the people in the gym are fitter than you and they're judging you for not being as healthy as them uh, per se, but they might be looking at you going, wow, like they've got a family. I don't have a family. Like I really wish I had mm-hmm. that. They've got a loving partner. They've got a successful mm-hmm. job. Um, you know, they, they, they've got a great bubbly personality and they've come here. Like I could never get out of my comfort zone. Like this is my comfort blanket. I can't break free. So it's interesting you say that because I think we always look at things in one way, especially when it comes to stuff like that, where sometimes that those people are normal people too with their own insecurities, their own worries, their own fears. And we're all the same people. And just because uh, they may seem healthier to you. And I use air quotations there because that's what you think or what marketing has told us what is healthy. They have their own worries and they have their own problems as well. Oh, yes. 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 And more. Yes. Um, for me, I've just got uh, a couple of takeaway points um, and then I'll get on to you, Steph, because you are the absolute star of this show. Um, I, um, When it comes to obesity, I don't think it's healthy. Um, we know it's not healthy in, in the world of medical science. It's proven it's not healthy. Having said that, I don't think it's as... I think there is a stigmatism attached to it in society and people in the health and fitness industry the, what you see in magazines or what people believe is healthy and fit is not what we actually think. We just want to see people coming in, 
putting effort in, working hard, trying to improve themselves and just be healthier. It doesn't mean that you have to be lean. doesn't mean that you have to have a rock hard abs. Um, what we just want to see is just people trying to improve themselves, making themselves healthier. And if you are in, in a position uh, where you don't feel comfortable uh, stepping into a gym and you don't know where to start, my DMs are always open. I'm happy to give away an hour of my time to take you through things in a gym or to go through any questions you have or, you know, even if you wanted a little program written up um, and someone to talk to in the gym, my DMs are always open. And honestly, you can just message me. Steph. So my take home point is you need to be unapologetically you wherever you are on your journey. If you are at the start, if you are in the middle or if you are nearing towards the end, that is where you are. Accept that. Be confident that you will get to where you need to be. You just have to have the confidence to do that. You have to employ the right people. You have to surround yourself with the right people. But just know that the fitness industry as a whole, find the right people. We are here to help. And obesity, as you say, is not healthy. But people that are there, we are here to make sure that you live on this planet for as long as you possibly can. Yeah. We're the people to find if you can't find yourself in the health and fitness world that is quite complex. We're the people that can be there for you. Mm. Love it. Cool. Okay, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Um, it's been a bit of a longer podcast than usual. I think it's quite an in-depth conversation um, and I'm always open to hear feedback and thoughts and views. Um, and I hope our message came across in the, in the right light because it is a sensitive issue. Um, and obviously if you did have any questions or feedback, do let us know. I know my DMs are always open. Steph's DMs are always open as well. Well, um, Steph, where can we find you? So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at foodislife.nutrition. So Jambo and I have mentioned the video that Ross and I did on is obesity healthy. So you can find that over on those platforms. If you need a direction to it, then just message me and I will obviously send it to you. Um, my website www.foodislifenutrition.com and yeah dms are always open as much as i joke thank you for your time today jambo that has been an awesome podcast where can we find you ah yes we got there um so you can find me on instagram at jambo dot the dot great um dot the dot great um and i did just want to say that uh, obviously, if you do follow us or if you have any questions at all, uh, no matter how small, introduce yourself to us. Like, drop, in, drop me a message, have a chat with me, open a line of communication because uh, like, we do talk about some complex issues about the health and fitness industry. And I think the reason that we both do this is because we want to be that, that olive branch to help people. And if you're in this industry, that's, the only, that's, your, that's your main goal. That's your main motivator is to help people. Because trust me, the money isn't great. So if you do have any messages, if you do want to reach out, if you just want to say hello, please do. Because it does mean a lot to us. Um, sometimes we do wonder if we're just rambling to ourselves. <laughs> so thanks, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, guys. And hopefully we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye. Welcome to the Foodist Life podcast with me, Jambo, and... 
Me, Steph. So this week we are talking about is obesity healthy? Um, and then we're going to go into a bit more in depth about um, obviously the impacts that it has on what well, society has on obesity. Uh, and also we're going to go into a little bit of detail on uh, branching the gap between um, sort of maybe feeling like you can't, haven't got a place in the health and fitness industry and how we can help. It's definitely a sensitive slash passionate, passionate subject. And I'm excited to get into the nitty gritty of all this because I think it's a message that needs to be spoken about loud and clear. It's a hard topic, but that is what we're here for, Jambo, I say. Absolutely.